So my name is Sheila Malloy and I'm the Education and Training Manager with Educate Plus and this morning we're going to listen to and chat with Andrew Beals who I will introduce in a second. Um, so this, I'm just going to tell you how this morning will run. Um, Andrew is going to start his presentation and if you've got any questions can you please put them in the chat or the Q&A function that you'll see at the very bottom of your screen. Um, we will then get to these at an appropriate time in the session. And if you need to speak directly to Andrew, you can, I can unmute you. Um, and apologies if this all sounds a little bit regimental, but we just uh, have to get through a lot of information in a short space of time. Um, the session is being recorded and will be available on our website this evening. I will send you all a personal link to the uh, recording. Um, so we're delighted to have Andrew uh, online today, all the way from the UK, and really, really appreciate him giving his of his time and his expertise at a crazy hour over in the UK. Um, Andrew is Development Director of Durham School, which is an independent co-educational day and boarding school, which is over 606 years old. And he heads up a team that works very hard on their community connections and relationships. Um, he has experience of both the university and school sector and holds the Institute of Fundraising Diploma in Fundraising. Um, he's trustee and former chair of the Finance and General Purposes Committee of the Institute of Development Professionals in Education, which gives him a national role creating policy on development and alumni relations best practice. Um, as he has worked as part of the management teams at Giggleswick, Wakefield and Durham schools, he understands leadership of a development and alumni office. So Andrew, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to you. Um, thank you very much. I'll be in the background. I'm going to switch off my camera and microphone and um, I'll pop in at the end uh, and run through all the questions with you. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, oh. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, this is where I've been working for the last uh, few weeks. Uh, in, in the wonderful outdoors of Durham School um, and uh, obviously with with various bits of uh, Covid and, and, and other things going on uh, in the UK as it is in Australia um, we've been we've been working remotely and I found this very nice place to perch looking out over uh, the World Heritage Site of Durham Cathedral. Anyway, so on to the topic uh, for today. Development offices attract data and they, they tend to attract data from all sorts of sources. Uh, and in an unmanaged environment, uh, we tend to get information coming from uh, our emails and Outlook. Uh, we, we broadcast things through our e newsletters. We may have a, an event software uh, for bookings and events. Obviously, there's things like school payments and fees, uh, an online payment gateway. Um, our public websites uh, and obviously campaign specific items as well and, and and all these things feed in to our database that then also has to try and interact with uh, the school's main record database. By moving to something like potentiality uh, what we've been able to do is is create a sort of all under all <clears throat> all under one roof um, solution so actually uh, my emails, when I send them out to alumni and parents, are, are logged against alumni and parents in our database. Um, the clicks and uh, responses to our e-newsletter are logged in the same database. 
um, our website views are and clicks are logged in the same database, our online bookings for events are logged in the same database, and so on and so forth, um, giving us a, a vastly richer uh, set of data. Um, this managed system uh, is also safer um, because actually data is kept within the within the system. We're not importing and exporting data uh, around the place, and therefore it's a lot quicker to to, to use, and it's also a lot quicker to manage. Um, and although we're we're a very old school, um, sadly we're not a very wealthy school. Uh, so you know, I have a very small staff. That there's actually just myself. Uh, and just 1.1 um, full-time equivalent uh, people working in my office. I don't have a large back office team. So having all this data actually work for itself is incredibly valuable to me. So <clears throat> a lot of the things we're going to talk about uh, today actually are perhaps closer to you than me in the sense that they come from a case study that Potentiality did with uh, Auckland Grammar School. Um, when when we talk as development professionals, we're very clear that we want to measure our wealth and our warmth of our of our supporters. And wealth is relatively easy to do um, because, uh, as you know, it's, you can research it. You can even buy it uh, as information. Warmth is a lot harder to measure in a standard way, um, and there's often a, a lot more art involved on that side of the diagram. However, looking at the data that potentiality uh, marshals, uh, and in the case of this Auckland Grammar case study, uh, you're talking about things like 123,000 clicks, uh, 82,000 event attendances. This sort of really rich data um, from Auckland Grammar, and Auckland Grammar um, have been collating this sort of data for a very long time actually imported a lot of it into the system so some of it goes back about 20 years which is incredibly rich data you can actually start to make some generalizations and then some predictions based on on, on your data uh, and, and and make uh, make no um Make no bones about it, the results are actually astounding. And um, the link between warmth um, and donations is actually much stronger than the link between wealth uh, and donations. Uh, and we'll go on and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit further in, in this presentation. So, Potentiality is a zero input fundraising database. Um, and basically, like any pipe, you only get out what you put in. But because we've got lots of different strands to the database, actually you get out a lot more than you put in because you're responding to the inputs that you're getting from uh, a range of stimuli uh, across uh, across your, your your data. So, for example, um, obviously you've got input from from users in terms of they can update their own details. You've got input through your Outlook plugins. You've got input from your payment solutions. Um, plus, you can import and export data from any other system into the system. Uh, and this actually means you don't have to do very little manual data input, which is incredibly useful, again, in a small team. So one of the functions um, of potentiality that, that I particularly like, we, we did a survey 
And as we went uh, after about three weeks in lockdown, we did a, an alumni survey, like many of you, I'm sure. Um, and that uh, alumni survey uh, said one of the most popular things we do, in fact, the most popular thing we do is our e-communication, which goes out to all our parents on a weekly basis and our alumni on a monthly basis. Um, so we produced the, the school's weekly newsletter, the Friday Flyer, and you can, you can see that there in the, in the picture. And actually one of the great things, again, about potentiality is not just the ease with which you can put something like this together, but actually the data that comes out. So you can see here it, it spews out quite uh, beautiful uh, bar charts of uh, which articles are, are most popular, which bits of the site uh, are being used and which external uh, links from our e-newsletters are also being read because obviously we, we don't just link to content on our own website to, to a more uh, you know, to the web in general. So um, John shot this lovely little video of just how easy it is um, to, to put this to put, put this together for me. So um, I'll just talk you through that now. Hopefully this is going to uh, work. Hopefully you can you, you can all see this. Um, so what we've got here is we've got a very simple uh, template selection which you can drag and drop different boxes in, very similar to a lot of um, email packages uh, that you'll be aware of, but this is all within the Potentiality Database and actually you can drag news articles from your website directly into the newsletter, uh, making it very easy to um, collate a news story as you can see going on in the background here. Um, and actually you can bring in events data, you can bring in personalization. So we send out um, password reminders through this on an individual level. You can also send out people's passwords uh, to them directly um, uh, as part of a, a communication should you want to, um, to log them in. So I'm now hoping that that's gonna take us back to the presentation, there we go. Um, so other forms of communication, uh, we've mentioned the Outlook integration, that is incredibly useful. Uh, obviously you can track uh, a huge array of, uh, of emails through that. Um, and it's also very useful because I can see what the rest of my team are doing um, through the communication log. Um, although it is a zero input database, if you want it to be, we as a team in Durham also feel it's useful to uh, log things like uh, letters which you can generate through the database, um, phone calls, face-to-face -face meetings, visits, uh, that sort of uh, communication activity which obviously the database wouldn't know about unless you told it. Uh, and we can log those in the same communication log and again we can see what other people on the team are doing and we can drill down into the individual alumni records and parent records to see um, the communications that have been had by the, by the team. Uh, and I can even add um, communications, for instance, if we've had a, a, a major gift, a major donor visit, we can actually log the headmasters meeting with them as well, which again, just adds to that rich tapestry of data that we can store about individuals. We've talked about our online uh, presence um, and actually, Again, one feature of potentiality is it drives um, two, in our case, websites, two skins, um, allowing us to tailor our message specifically to parents or specifically to alumni. And I'm sure many schools, including ours, have uh, people who fall into 
both categories. Uh, but again, just giving them different communication channels with a slightly different emphasis, slightly different message. Um, but we can also share things. So one of the things we share is our business uh, network mentoring platform that has both parents and alumni in. Uh, similarly, our online archives, um, you might think they'll be just popular with, with alumni, but actually, particularly the, the older archive material that we have, extremely popular with parents. And in fact, we, we include a regular weekly from the archives post in our in, in our e-newsletter. Um, and again, one of the things that uh, Potentiality have responded to, to lockdown um, uh, with is, is creating a, a virtual careers uh, center uh, with Zoom integration. Now, we've not used this um, during school yet, but we did use this as, as I said, uh, as I was introduced, I'm a trustee of IDPE, and we use this to run a very successful um, two week online conference, IDPE Live. Uh, and potentiality uh, provided all the all the backing for that through this site, and we're very grateful to them for that. Uh, and it ran very very seamlessly. We had over 450 uh, attendees uh, attendee schools uh, from across the across the UK and beyond. So, um, and in fact, I'm, I'm sure we could uh, arrange for some mutual access for Educate Plus members. I'm sure to have a look at some of the content uh, from that. Um, we, we can talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> one of the <clears throat> one of the things that we mentioned is very popular is our archives. Um, and what's interesting about this is that when um, Auckland Grammar School looked at their data, they discovered that actually people who look at the archives are two hundred percent more likely to be a donor. So not only does potentiality provide you with a really powerful archive tool with a sliding timeline the capability to display pdfs and music and uh, graphics and all sorts of things in this timeline um but it also then tracks that back into the database so you can see who's been looking at your archive so you can actually start to work out uh, all these little data points which are incredibly useful uh, for fundraising Similarly, uh, it integrates with social networking. Um, we have a single sign-on with LinkedIn and Facebook set up. So actually you can set your Facebook login to, to log you into the site should you wish. Um, and also the other way around, we can post to social media directly from the site. <clears throat> and those posts then get tracked back onto individual records. So we can see who's been looking at posts uh, and on what platform they've been looking at posts, which is, again, incredibly helpful uh, to what we do. <clears throat> like most development offices, I imagine, across the world, we end up running some weird and wonderful events. Um, the uh, photograph on, on the left there is of our uh, recent uh, alumni uh, rugby games. Uh, and there are under, over 400 uh, alumni turn up for that, which for us is a, a really big uh, event. And we were able to uh, track that, uh, get people's attendance, uh, all those sorts of things through potentiality. Um, perhaps something that's a bit different uh, and really helps the, the whole school community rather than just, just 
just the development office so we're also able to run things like theatre performances school music nights um uh, and shows um our, our musical this year uh, which we managed to squeeze in just before lockdown was a performance of the West End show Billy Elliot uh, and for those of you who don't know that's a, a particularly special uh, musical to, for those of us here in the northeast of England because it's actually set in County Durham and follows the the story of a, a young uh, ballet dancer um, who um, it comes from a very poor mining community during the miners' strikes of the early 1980s so this is a really sort of social political commentary and it's actually the first time that the show has been put on under license in County Durham, <clears throat> partly because there aren't a great number of theatres in County Durham, but also it's something the school is very, very proud to have done. But we had to host the show in school rather than at a local theatre, as we might have done. So this meant we had to sell over 800 individual seats. Um, and again, Potentiality has the facility to map out a seating layout, uh, either for your dinner or, as I say, for in this case, individual seats for, for shows over uh, five performances. Uh, and we, we were a sellout uh, and we couldn't possibly have done it uh, without uh, Potentiality. What's also very positive, although quite sad, is after the first performance, um, the government told us that we were no longer able to have theatre performances in the UK. So we had to um, offer people refunds. Um, and actually, through the data we collected, we were actually able to run a small campaign and about 80% of those people actually donated their ticket price back to the school as a donation, which again, worked very well in our favour and actually um, netted us about £6,000 in, in donations, which was, we were very grateful for. So talking about donations, as a development director, at the end of the day, we need to raise money and we need to have a system not only for logging that, but we also need to be able to collect that uh, directly online uh, and run uh, integrated campaigns. Potentiality does this. Um, it will do everything from, uh, should you wish, a sort of uh, church-style thermometer uh, or just giving-style thermometer, um, and crowd fundraisers, integrated donor boards, uh, all sorts of donation uh, items, chairs, bricks, etc. Uh, in a previous uh, in a previous role, uh, Giggleswick, we we had a, we were a theatre campaign, uh, and obviously seats were a, a, a big seller there. Um, in in the most uh, modern iteration of potentiality actually donation pages are really simple to set up uh, and allow you to uh, create uh, giving pages that allow people to donate to more than one area of activity uh, should they wish to do so uh, and it also creates uh, both credit card and direct debit payments which um, uh, it's fantastic in the sense that normally those things would be uh, to two or, or more different providers. Um, and all of this um, is auto balancing. Um, so actually, it's much less of a headache, uh, not only for your team, um, but also your bursary uh, or your finance team. Um, and uh, I, this is our, our bursar, uh, Mr. Steve Grant, who's just joined the school. Uh, as a bursar, I've not been able to get a picture of him smiling, so we've had to sort of Photoshop it slightly. Um, but 
you know, he is actually genuinely happy with the system. Um, it allows us to do all sorts of uh, things from shows to retail, uh, gifts, all of which are auto-balanced. We run our um, summer courses through the website. We run our um, swimming lessons through the website. All these things can be uh, tallied up easily. Um, no additional uh, costs to, 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 to... So going back to the um, what I was saying about auto-balancing um, and, and credit card processing, direct debit gateways, etc. One of the advantages of potentiality is that it brings all these things into the database itself. Um, so actually, from all our financial processing through the database, the funds are automatically balanced. It's a lot easier for our finance team to be able to work out what's going on. Um, online and offline payments can be integrated. No credit card details are stored on the database, which is obviously far more secure uh, and there's not you know not bits of paper with people's credit card details on anymore um, all payment transactions are stored under relevant members profiles again so useful to, to know whether somebody's bought some merchandise made a donation um, has a direct debit all these things have little icons on individual member records as well so as admin you can see automatically um, what it is people are doing to be part of your community. Um, and in one of the more recent additions to the the, the uh, database, actually direct debits uh, are now part of all this, and we're in the middle of um, moving some of our direct debits into the system directly um, to be processed uh, via, via the potentiality gateway, which is uh, going to make things so much easier for us. Right. So the importance of collecting all this data. Um, we've talked briefly about wealth and warmth um, and a lot of the data around wealth prospect screening um, is flawed. And I think a lot of the people who provide this data would, would say it is flawed in the sense that it can never be complete. It can only uncover 50 percent perhaps uh, of the uh, of people's wealth um particularly in, in the uk for example um it's very hard to ascertain people's wealth uh, particularly if they have uh, a lot of assets tied up in in land and farms and things that are passed down uh, from generation to generation so it's actually not documented in the same way as money earned from stocks and shares and things um, so you might go down then a broad brush, brush approach with something like um, credit card data, mosaic data in the UK. Um, and this will tell you on a locality basis, somebody living in that particular street or that particular village, roughly their, their sort of wealth and their, their sort of social outlook. But that will not be sensitive to things like, do they own their own home? Are they renting that home? Um, so... There, these, these these things are, are, are not perfect and they are bought in and certainly in the UK we, we found under our uh, data protection uh, legislation which has got a lot tighter recently this starts to perhaps feel a little bit uncomfortable um, but I, I'd argue if you're running a, um, a, a careers program a mentoring program a business networking program actually 
you'll already be gathering a lot of this sort of data as your own. You'll already be able to be starting to classify people as higher earning professions, mid earning professions. Um, you'll have a, a feeling again um, in the UK. It, it, it's it's fairly obvious if people live in halls or old vicarages or um, or, or, or certain postcodes, certain, certain postal areas, you know that they're, they are wealthier th than others. And that's from your own data and your own experience. Um, and again, the thing that you can't go out and buy, the thing that only you can have is that data, which is based on, on engagement with your organization. And this helps you get a much franker picture of wealth it's much more comfortable to handle because it's all been collected in a way that you've controlled under your privacy notices um, and actually allows you over a long-term trend um, you know I, i've been working in, in in development now 16 17 18 years and um that's a fraction of the length of time that some of my alumni have had a relationship with with the institutions that that i've worked at so actually building up this long-term picture greater than any uh, any iteration of a development office is is really important and this is where auckland grammar school's 25 years worth of data is uh, provides an incredibly um, valuable uh, test bed so Let's have a quick look at the Auckland Grammar case study, and there is a link in the in the slide, and and that will be sent round, um, which is a three or four page article and, and well worth a read. But it looks at the over four point six million clicks across three of Auckland Grammar's connected sites over three years. The read statistics uh, of bulk communications, event attendances from. 20 over 20 years 8000 outlook emails tracked through the outlook plugin 2000 attached notes meeting on meetings and phone calls survey results uh, login registrations um pay 34000 payments to the school excluding donations um and relevant data from school databases such as leadership positions or awards received and when they compiled all this and, and, and analyzed it with, with the help of potentiality, um, it became clear that certain data points were, or certain strings of data were actually really influential in people's likelihood of becoming a donor. The most obvious of which is actually, as people signed up for the site, they asked them, are you interested in donating? And um, that actually increased the likelihood of a donation by 5,000% from those individuals. Um, so it sounds really obvious. Well, of course, if you ask somebody, what, will they donate, then, then, then they will. But of course, we know that actually a lot of people, when you ask, will they donate, they'll say yes. And then when you ask them to donate, they don't. So actually tracking that and then being able to target people is actually very valuable. Um, <clears throat> again, um, the likelihood of donations increased by per event attendance. They increased um, by emails tracked. Um, there was a, a, a huge, um, a huge bias towards donating if people were involved in things like the business directory, 
Um, or as we've said, the, the viewing things on the school archive, um, all of which can be can be tracked through through your database like potentiality. And then to me, this is the next exciting bit. This is the this is the this is the game changer for me. If we know that we are able to find these donors who are five thousand percent more likely to donate because you've given them an opportunity interest in donating. You can actually piece together what they look like from all this other data on your database. And then you can go away and find more of them by looking at other people on the database who haven't filled in the survey, but who look a great deal like those who have. So one of the things potentiality does is produce these wonderful um, propensity uh, to give versus capacity to give uh star maps now by by training uh, i'm an astrophysicist so I, i'm quite excited by graphs like this because they allow me to to identify new uh or, or similar sorts of stars for example by looking at the characteristics of stars we know about and looking at things that, that match them you can learn a lot about uh stars that you can't uh, directly uh, get test results for uh, similarly here, what I've done is I've actually stripped out um, anybody who's given in the last two years simply because otherwise it might seem like I'm showing you, well, here's a graph of people who've given. That proves my my theory. Um, what I've got here is people in red who are um, some year donors and people in, 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 in blue who, who are not donors. And what we can see is that there are clusterings of people uh, in red and then some of the people in blue in those clusters become obvious targets and actually by following those up we can start to convert uh, non-donors into donors very actively um, by saying well actually we think these people here um, because it's the top right hand corner that, are, that, that we're looking for in this graph um, actually will make the the biggest impact whereas i know it's very unlikely somebody down here is going to donate now obviously i've zoomed in on a little part of space here um you can actually end up with quite a um quite a dense map uh, if, if you're not careful with this but it's a uh, it's, it's, it's a great little feature and it really shows how you can use your data uh in a really scientific way to, to identify where to place your energy uh, to, to, to recruit uh, new donors. So <clears throat> coming to the end of the, uh, the presentation, uh, just to sort of recap, it is an all under one roof system um, with so many different parts that you can pull in. And um, you know, there's different schools that I've worked at and I've used potentiality at. We've perhaps not always used the same bits under the roof. Um, and certainly at Durham, we're really working to put a lot more uh, under that roof. Uh, and we're working with potentiality on integrating uh, quite tightly with our, with our student record system and things. So we can actually pull more data uh, across from that, which is going to be very exciting for us. This means we input manually as little data as possible, which means that the mistakes that we can make are, are reduced, the data security is increased, uh, and it means it just takes less time to do with a small team. Um, you know, building a stronger community by actually recognizing where people are getting engaged and involved, we know from 
the surveying that we do, how uh, each of these little areas is valued by, by our, our communities and for parents and friends of the school being able to, to buy tickets um, for people for 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 alumni as well to be able to buy tickets on the same system that they buy uh, perhaps uh, school merchandise and things from is it, just really easy and of course with the direct debit setup now once people have got that set up actually they can sh shop mu in multiple ways and it all comes out as a direct debit which is is really uh, really easy for people to do um we increase the, the privacy because uh, of the security that's inbuilt into the potentiality system. Um, I want to emphasize that we have two skins to our website, two, two styles, um, one to face at alumni, one to face at parents. Um, but it's not an either or, and actually that data comes back into a central pot. Uh, which is again incredibly useful we're not throwing data away we're actually keeping it where we can we can best use it um, this has uh, enabled us to do more with less uh, and at a lower cost um, you know than the, the, the many the, the, the many uh, comparable databases and you know I know that at Durham uh, our development office is, is actually very young we're only four years old um, but we're at the start of our journey and we're already seeing tie-in with um, what colleagues uh, have already shown uh, across the across the waters in Auckland um, leading the way um, in, in what I'm hoping is becoming a, an international collaboration with schools all around the world that are using potentiality uh, can actually get involved with with seeing how their data impacts their fundraising so um, I, I've got to the end of an end of the slides there. I noticed there are some questions. Um, yes, uh, that sounds uh, amazing, an amazing system that does everything. Uh, sounds great to me from a marketing perspective. Um, so we've a few questions here for you. So hi, Andrew, if the payment gateway records all payments as well as all donations in a person's record, does it store payments and donations in separate areas so it is possible to see and generate a list of donors giving figures easily without having to sort out donations from any other school payments? And the simple answer to that is, is yes, all payments have different categories. And actually, even within those categories, you can filter down into uh, payment amount, um, I mean, for the for the um, for the seat thing, you could actually filter right down to the seat that, that somebody was was buying. Um, so so no, you, you you don't you don't just get a block of all the money that they've ever transacted with the school. You can just get donations. You can get donations just for a specific campaign and just for a specific campaign over a period of time. Um, in the UK, we have something called gift aid, which is a, a government scheme that gives the tax back for, for gifts. And for that, we have to put in a, a specific claim for a specific time period. And obviously, Potentiality allows us to pull that information out as a report. Uh, it, it's very, very straightforward. Perfect. Um, Susanna has asked, uh, does your future students prospective students office also use this system and is there a separate web skin for them they don't um, 
they currently use our, 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 our student system, which is called SIMS, and that doesn't have uh, a particularly easy um, web website uh, thing. So it's something that we're talking about with our, our marketing and admissions team. And in fact, my, my assistant development director has just moved over to run our international admissions office. So um, I'm hoping that we will get a, even more synergy uh, there. Um, well, interestingly, um, sorry, I just I might jump in there, and uh, I uh, have intentionally been keeping out of this uh, to let Andrew go. But we're working with a couple of clients in Sydney to um, introduce uh, admissions into the system. Um, where look, I don't think it's going to be a major focus of our product, but we've just had a few clients approach us with that exact question, and we're introducing fields to track that information, and then a lot of the inbuilt functionality is just going to be available within um, the system. It, it, it's not going to be a focus of ours, but it's just keeping the data central is, is going to be of benefit. Hey, John, do you want to do a quick introduction of yourself for everyone? Because they, they might yeah. know who you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. I've just jumped in uh, and, and said hello. So, yeah, I'm, I'm John Batistas from Potentiality. And, uh, uh, yeah, what, what, <laughs> what else would you like to know? I've, I've intentionally left um, Andrew to, to talk for obvious reasons. I think it's more important that, that people hear what he has to say. Um, and I think, John, this one might be one for you um, from Dawn. Our development office is even younger. What sort of a cost are we looking at? Just a ballpark figure. Uh, is that uh, putting you on the spot? Uh, look, for the ballpark, five to 10,000 Australian dollars in the first year and ballpark, you know, two to, two to four, two to five um, thousand. It does depend on the size and, and what you're using, but that, that's, the far majority of clients would be within that ballpark. I mean, what I would say about costs from our point of view is that it is very reasonable, and we did a we did a full sort of market look round before we before before I was allowed to bring potentiality into into Durham, even though I'd worked with them before. Um, and also, um, yeah, that 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 not only they're very competitive, but actually it's you know tiered so that it is based to an extent on the amount of people you've got so that's very helpful um in that you know at the start of the year what your costs are going to be um and um you know it, it, it's uh, it's it's certainly not the, the the it's certainly not as expensive as some products that i've uh, you know I, I've, I've had to buy in, in different organizations so it's it's uh, got a lot of bang for its book i think is um what i what i would what i would add to that and, and just to answer the second part of that question with regards to the skin, um, you, you can have as many skins as you like. The, the key there, and, and they can look however they want and, and you can put as whatever functionality you like on it. So uh, to answer the question about is, is there uh, for um, uh, prospective students, you, you definitely could have a skin there. Some of our clients have skins that integrate seamlessly into the school website and then have a separate foundation skin or a separate alumni skin or um, some have event skins that just run the school events. Um, it's, it's really up, up to each individual client how many separate um, versions of the system they'd like to have running. And John, you would offer a support package as well. Once um, everyone had transferred their data over to your system, you'd be able to uh, offer a support package afterwards? Yeah, support's all part of the, um, part, part of the cost. So. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a team in, in the UK that Andrew deals with regularly and, and a team in Australia as well. 
great. Okay. Guys, if there's um, not any more questions, we're going to let Andrew go uh, get into bed and have some sleep. So um, if you've got any more, pop them in straight away. Otherwise, we will wrap up. We will provide... I, yeah? I, I was just going to say, there was a question um, that I thought uh, about using the C which CRM. And um, even though obviously you've answered that on, on the text, yeah. I thought that was worth a little bit more uh, flushing okay, out yes. because the, uh, often with a database, uh, you, you have a different CRM. And so most of the, the, what Andrew's been talking about is the database side of things, but, but it is a full-fledged CRM and you can, you know, it's, it, it has the content templates, the, the same email builder that Andrew showed um, for sending out his Friday flyers, the same builder that you use on the CMS side of things. So um, even though Andrew was showing emails, he actually also showed the, the CMS for the content management on the website as well. And it looks like because um, Andrew is able to uh, import all the information from his Outlook, it's all Microsoft compatible and everything, I presume, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're actually working on our Gmail plugin at the moment, um, but there is a, um, a, an Outlook plugin. So it just means you, you back and forth via Outlook and that all gets, um, gets tracked. Uh, automatically and then the interesting thing about the, the CMS is that because um, you've got the social sign-ins with Facebook and LinkedIn I mean that obviously helps with users getting logged in and providing custom content and uh, helping share data between the social networks but that, that's where it gets really interesting with regards to the clicks on the archives and the clicks on the business directory and just looking at the page views because usually on a website using a CMS system, you'll get a figure as to how much people are looking at pages or how frequently pages are hit, but you won't have any idea of who's looking at the pages. But if you have the uh, social sign-ins with um, Facebook and LinkedIn, it means whichever of the subskins they go to, they automatically get signed in. So we know that um, what they're looking at. And uh, this is actually a conversation that Andrew and I have had on occasion is that, um, the last thing you want to do is just go to someone and say, hey, how about you donate because we saw you looked at the archives. You know, that's a little bit creepy and, and probably not too um, advantageous. But it, it's more of getting this holistic picture. You know, none of this data is going to be 100%. Nothing that comes into this database is going to say this person is definitely going to be a donor. Um, but it's really all about that swarm, you know, technology, but getting huge amounts of data from all these different sources and normally, you know, in a school environment, they would be held in separate databases that do separate things that are dealt with by separate people. But if we can bring all that data in, then it's not about who looks at the archives. It's not about who reads an email. It's about who has a full engagement profile. And, um, and the other point about that is that you, you probably wouldn't go out and hit them up for money. You'd, you'd even take them off the, the generic list of, of uh, you know, if you send, do an annual campaign and you send out a letter asking for money every year, you'd almost take these people off that list because these are the people you want to build a relationship with and that's something that takes a lot of time and you can't do that with everyone in your community. Some people in development might try and, and they'd have a lot of fun doing it, but you, you know, when you're talking about thousands of people, you, you can't spend all that time. So we just are trying to get this focus on um, still keep your generic approach to fundraising, but you can then filter down to a few hundred that you invite in to have a copy with the headmaster or um, you know or whatever it might be um, and that's the type of time that you can't spend on on everyone mm. so it really helps you target and segment your audience and and mm. figure out how you're going to build that relationship I guess it really sounds fantastic we've got a few more um, 
questions have just come in. Um, Stephanie, will updates to the system in future years be automatically implemented with the schools using the system or the version that the school implements remains the same until they upgrade? Uh, every version is the same. So all upgrades are um, rolled out uh, periodically. Um, and, you know, there are things, for example, we've just rolled out a new content management system across all sites and that's going to impact, it's a, it's a much better content management system, but it impacts on the way the sites look. So we are going through client by client and having a chat to them about that, that impact. But all the other updates um, are just available. Um, we, we have a, a, an upgrade list where we send out to clients uh, in advance and, and show them what, what new features they're going to have available. And again, from from a, from a user's perspective, there's always online webinars um, to to show you how to use the new bits and pieces. They're often previews, and there's a beta test mode as well. So, if you you know some for if you start you know, getting an interest for what's coming, you can actually turn the beta on and and try some of the things. So that's the, 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 you know it's, it's a a very well supported, um, and I've always found very uh you know very flexible package that, that that responds to to you know if there's a problem it gets sorted out and again by having people both in the uk and um in australia and uh, and elsewhere actually it, it, you know problems get sorted out perhaps quicker than they than they might because there are people who seem to be working on it um all the time which is fantastic Great, and you got a, a thank you from Sarah from um, Ravenswood School for Girls. Thank you, Andrew. It was a great overview and shows how well you can share valuable insights and integrate data. We are just installing potentiality at the moment and all is progressing smoothly. Great presentation. Great, thank you very much. I think that's probably a good note to end on. And guys, if you've got any questions uh, that you want to ask after this is finished please feel free to email me uh, sheila at educateplus.edu.au i'll pass on any questions on to john or andrew um other than that it just remains for me to say a massive thank you and andrew go to bed thank you <laughs> or get up and go to work thank you very much andrew thank you very much john thanks right, everybody thanks for attending real pleasure see you later Care. bye, bye. Bye-bye.